Welcome. Good morning. My name is Brett. I'm one of the pastors at Bridgewater, and that was a great example of a conflict. We are in a series called Rules of Engagement because we all have relationships, and inevitably in relationships we find conflict and sometimes tension. Now, you might have a relationship with your spouse, maybe with your kids, maybe with your coworkers, with your neighbors, with your friends. We've all got them. And if you're in them long enough, you will find that conflict comes (laughs) at some point. It's, It's ironic. Some of my greatest memories are in those relationships. Some of my funnest times are in those relationships. I think back over the years, and I'm like, oh, I'll remember, and then we, I went to Europe with five of my, four of my friends, and we uh, took the Eurorail, and we saw 13 different countries, and oh, man, it was so fun. What a riot. But I can also remember with those same friends, <clears throat> the conflict and the tension <clears throat> about whether to go to Brussels or Barcelona. Stupid, but true. <laughs> we had conflict. And we didn't know these rules. So we're in a series called Rules of Engagement. And they're really, really important. So rule number one, several weeks ago, we talked about the idea that it's not about winning the argument. It's about pleasing God. That was rule number one. It's not about winning. It's about pleasing God. And so in that that week, we, we talked about the fact that sinners tend to respond sinfully when sinned against. Now, week two, rule number two, was, uh, and I better, I better not mess these up because some of you wrote them down over the weeks and I, I'd hate to get them wrong. You must focus on your part of the conflict. <clears throat> That's a hard one because I don't always like to admit that I have a part in the conflict. I, I, I like to think that it's probably their fault. It's not, not my fault. But, but the idea here <clears throat> is that I have to own my part. And I probably am the biggest problem in the conflict. We, we talked about how inside us <clears throat> we have these desires and they become evil desires and they come up among us. Rule number three last week, humbly ask <clears throat> for forgiveness. <laughs> and we talked about the idea that there's a big difference between asking for forgiveness and giving a non-apology. Um, and we're, we're very good, our culture is very good at non-apologies. Um, well, if you weren't so sensitive, then I wouldn't have to apologize, but fine, I'm sorry. You know, that, that kind of thing. So today, well, let me just say this. If we did the first three really, really well, <clears throat> we wouldn't even have to go on, probably. If we really, really, really got them down, and we owned our share, and we asked forgiveness when we needed to, and, and we realized it wasn't about winning or making a point, it was about making a difference, and it was about pleasing God, but there is a, a piece of this rule number four that, that, that's very biblical and it does apply and it's probably the hardest one of the rules so far. I thought owning my share was hard, but this one's even more difficult. And it has to do with what if, what if in this disagreement I, I realize that, that the person I'm having conflict with, my friend is, is, is sinning. Well, then what do I do? And that's what we're going to talk about today. The, <clears throat> Galatians chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, we're, we're going to 
We're going to share a bunch of Bible verses, just a ton of them. But if you want to sit in one place, Galatians 6 is probably the place to turn. Um, written by Paul to the church in Galatia. And in, in chapter 6, <clears throat> Paul says this. Ver, ver, verse 1, he says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Okay, so <clears throat> I've got this friend, and I can't really use spouse this week, because that would be terribly awkward, and I have to ride home with Nicole. So I'm, I'm going to use a friend this week. It was hard enough riding home with the softball illustration last week, so I'm just going to use a friend. So <clears throat> my best friend and I, and you know my roommate in Bible college, and da, 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 and we have a conflict, and, and I'm like, I, I, think you're, I think you have a sin issue. Well, what do I... What do I do with that? Well, that's, that's what Galatians 6 talks about. That word restore, it's a Greek word that, that really means actually to reset a broken bone. It's used in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament, about fishing nets and making them whole. So, my, my buddy and, you know, I'm like, yeah, but I, I want to own my share, but I, I really, I think he, I think he's sinning. Like, what do I do with that? It, it really comes down to how do, how do I talk with them about what they have done without creating a huge argument? How do we avoid a fight but still do what's right? How do we avoid a fight but still do what's right? I, I feel like I need to address this. I feel like I've owned my share. I feel like if I don't address it, it will just keep going, and it's affecting our relationship. So that's what we're going to talk about. The, the hard word here is confrontation. And some of you just cringe at that, like, oh, <clears throat> I would never, ever want to confront anybody. I, so I guess I will use a marriage illustration. I, I just thought of this one. So my wife and I, <clears throat> uh, we were engaged at the time, <clears throat> and I was kind of proud because we hadn't ever fought. I was like, this is amazing. And it wasn't because I was amazing. It was because my wife, if you've met my wife, my wife you know she is amazing. Um, and many of you, I'm sure, I will just say what you already think. How in the world did you trick her into marrying you? I know. All right? I, I, I firmly admit it. I know. And I'm so glad that God allowed me to trick her into marrying me. Um, but anyway, we were, we were engaged and... and uh, I, I said something and something, and I noticed her, her locket that I gave her was upside down. And I said, hey, your, you know, your locket is upside down. And she said, I know. I was like, well, do you want to turn it back around? And she said, no. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I was like, oh. I said, well, what are you mad about? Like, I had no idea, none, zero, no clue. And uh, she told me, and I said, well, why didn't you just tell me? And she said, oh, no, no. No, in my family, we, we don't tell people that. Like, we, we don't talk about it. We hint. <laughs> I was like, well, well I'm not going to get the hint. <laughs> so, so you could be wearing the locket backwards for three years, and I wouldn't even notice. Like, I wouldn't know. And it was a great opportunity to talk. And in my family, we never hinted. We just said, hey, you know, uh, when you said that, yeah, 
ticks me off. Um, can you not say that? I mean, just like, boom. You know, hey, Brett, um, you're disrespectful right there, and so da 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 I'm like, okay. And so it, it came from two, like, this is a hinting family. This is a family. Probably in the middle somewhere is a great <laughs> balance. Um, but, but confrontation, some of us are, are like, horrified by that. I, I don't think I could even, what would I say? How would it, so that's what we're going to talk about today. How, how do I avoid a fight and still do what's right? We, we can talk about how we need to handle our side of the conflict, and that's good. We, need to, we can talk about how we need to apologize and own the 100% of wrong, and that's good. We, we can talk about those things, but we can't ignore this other side either. The Bible talks about this all over the place. Um, so Proverbs, first of all, Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, it says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So this means that if, if my roommate, if my best friend doesn't say, hey, I saw this, what's going on in your life? Help me understand this. He's my enemy. He's acting like my enemy. I need people. We need people in our lives who are willing to lovingly have conversations about the way we're living. That's what this proverb says. The next chapter of Proverbs, Proverbs 28, 23. Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain more favor than one who has a flattering tongue. Proverbs 9, 8. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. So that's interesting because that says when I'm rebuking, I need to recognize whom I'm having a conversation with. But, but if somebody confronts me, I will show my true colors based on how I respond. Either responding as a mocker or responding as someone with wisdom. And then James chapter 5, he ends, James, James ends the book of James with these two verses. James 5, 19 and 20. My brothers and sisters... If one of you should wander from the truth, so, so you're going in a way that God doesn't want you to go, and someone should bring that person back, we pursue them, we go after them, and we bring them back, and someone should bring them back. Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. <clears throat> There are so many verses in the Bible about this, and I'm so glad there are because this concept, this principle is so countercultural. It is not natural. It is not something any of us should long to do. Oh, yes, Brett's talking about confrontation. I was just waiting. So what happens when in our argument they're wrong? Yeah, now I get to say, oh, yeah, well, you're wrong. No, that's, if we have that attitude, we're out of bounds, so none of us should embrace this one. Um, but Galatians 6, 1 says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Biblical confrontation is a difficult necessity for Christ followers. It's, it's a biblical necessity. We're in a family. <clears throat> like, 
brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and this might be my spouse, it may be my children, maybe my best friend, but, but the Bible is clear about this rule. So, so great. So what do we do? <laughs> How does this one look? Well, let's go through some steps. So I, I wrote down three, I want to suggest three steps. The first one is to deal with your part of the conflict first. And we've been talking about this. Deal with my part first. So typically in a discussion, in a conflict, in a tension, we both need to own some part of the wrong. Doesn't mean I like it, but usually there is something that I can learn and own. So I need to do that first in this process. I need to own what I need to own. And I need to own 100% of it. Uh, evil desires start within me. You know, what James says, what, what are those battles and quarrels among you? Don't they start from inside you? The evil desires within you. Yeah, yeah, that's where they start. Okay, well, I need to own that. That's step number one. <clears throat> Matthew 7 talks a lot about this. You take the speck out of your own, the log out of my own eye before I take the speck out of your eye. Um, Second step, and this one caught me off guard, and I, I, I was working on this sermon, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I like this one, but I warmed up to it. Step, uh, number two, overlook what you can when you can. And I thought about this, and I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't think we should overlook sin, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I think a lot of things that bother me or offend me or tick me off probably aren't sin, they probably just bother me or offend me or tick me off. I need to overlook those things. So when your spouse squeezes the toothpaste in the middle, and we know biblically, they're supposed to start at the bottom and roll it. It's understood. The book of Hesitations 4 talks about that. So when, when that happens... That is, that is not a confrontation. That is a, hey, Brett, get off your high horse and either buy two tubes of toothpaste or overlook it. Not important. And, and so I do think that sometimes I have thin skin and am easily offended or bothered. And I need to just overlook those things. I should not be confronting everybody over and over again over these ideas. I, I was in a singing group when I was in college and seminary, and we went to this one church, and uh, I was just talking to Lorraine about this before I came in, and uh, they had, uh, so they would take you in the back, and they had this whole rack of clothes, the right kinds of shirts to wear, and the right kind of jackets to wear, and they said, okay, here's where you change, and you need to change, and you need to change, and you need to change. It's like, no, I don't. I know everything. I'm in college. And uh, they said, well, no, you do. Otherwise, you won't be able to get up on the stage. And so I put on their clothes and went up and did my thing. And I, <clears throat> I think sometimes our confrontation is about things that probably don't matter. In the body of Christ, like, we squabble about some stuff that's just kind of foolish. Um, it just doesn't matter. So we should overlook those things. There, there, are, there are plenty of verses in the Bible about this. Proverbs 
A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. 1 Peter 4.8 Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Proverbs 10.12 Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Proverbs 17.9 Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. <clears throat> I was in business before I became a pastor and um, with, with my best friend, and we started this business, and it was, uh, it was going along well. And there was a, a time, a point in time, when he came to me, and, and uh, there was a lawsuit, and we were going before the, we were in the courts, and, and he came to me. I was president, and he was CEO, and he said, here's what I want us to do. And letter of the law, it was probably legal, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I, 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 uh, I didn't feel like it was right. And we argued about it, um, or at least discussed it spiritedly. And uh, eventually he said, well, I'll just fire you if you don't do this. And I was like, ah, Wow. So, it's, it's not sin, but, but I don't agree with it. I don't like it. Confront or overlook. Um, and, and we have these situations in our lives all the time. Maybe not that big a decision, but, but minute decisions. You know, the, the boys are supposed to, they were supposed to do whatever jobs on that list, and they didn't. Okay, I get home, confront, overlook. They, they, they did the jobs, but they didn't do them exactly how I wanted. Confront, overlook. The toothpaste, confront, overlook. The, the, the list of groceries, and you didn't get all of them. Look, there are two that you didn't get. Confront, overlook. Uh, you gave me, you returned my car empty on gas again. Confront, overlook. That's not my wife. It's my daughter, by the way. Um, and I won't tell you which daughter, so you don't, don't know. There's just a lot of things that can cause us tension or conflict, and we have these choices to make. Confront, overlook. So step number one, <clears throat> deal with our part. Step number two, overlook. There are certain people who are really, really good at overlooking. Patient people are really good at overlooking. Humble people, godly people seem to be much better at overlooking offenses. Patient people... <laughs> I mean, they, they're just quick to forgive. <clears throat> Godly people love and cover over offenses with love or aren't offended quickly. And humble people, a lot of times they're looking at their own in deficiencies and saying, 
yeah, but you know, I, I understand. I, I think I need to just give deference. They're, they're very good at overlooking. Others of us who are not as patient or not as godly or not as humble may struggle a little more. So what do we do? Well, <clears throat> what do you do when, when you shouldn't overlook? And how do you know? That's, you know how do I know? Like what? Okay, here, here are some, we're going to go through a list of, of questions you can ask in order to know, should I overlook this? Should I just let it go? Or, or, should, I, or should I have a conversation? So, <clears throat> here you go. Number one, you know, do, do you talk about the situation and how it hurt you? Like, do you continue to bring it up to other people and say, you do not know how badly when he said that it hurt me? And I just, okay, well, maybe you should have a conversation with him and let him know. How, you know, if you're constantly bringing it up, maybe it's something you shouldn't overlook. Has it changed your relationship with them? I just can't look at them the same anymore. <clears throat> I, I don't think we're ever going to be happily married again. Okay, well, you can't overlook it then. Um, you need to have a conversation. Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how you were wronged, how they wronged you? You're not even trying to remember, but days, weeks, months in the future, you're still looking back saying, ugh, I just can't get it out of my head. I can't believe he didn't empty the dishwasher. Again. Maybe, maybe a conversation needs to be had. Did, did they uh, dishonor God? Did what they said or, or do damage God's reputation? <clears throat> My business example, um, that would be the one that I was struggling with. I've got another illustration coming up here that, I'll, that that will be the one that was the tipping point for me to confront. <clears throat> are they hurting themselves or others? You may, not even, you may not even be aware of it, but are they causing hurt that they're unaware of? So deal with my own part first, overlook what we can and... and <clears throat> If, if all else fails or we feel like this is something I need to confront, a fellow Christian, I, I need to gently confront. And gently is underlined and it is bolded on purpose. Because, because delivery trumps content every time. And my delivery of a conversation that's sensitive like this to someone I love will... will will be a, have a greater impact than what I actually say a lot of times. Delivery trumps content every time. How I say what I want to say trumps what I say a lot of times. Gently confront. Galatians 6 again. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Gently confront. Proverbs 12, 18 gives us parameters on that. It says, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. <clears throat> if you confront, if I confront in anger, 
those words pierce like a sword. They're reckless. If I confront in the moment the heat of the battle, oh yeah, well let me tell you where you sin. <laughs> yeah, probably not the right moment, not the right spirit, not the right attitude. Um, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. What does that look like? I, I had a chance... <clears throat> Same business, a couple years earlier. Um, a guy brings in an idea. We had cash flow issues. Um, we would be very, very good until about February, March every year. Uh, the fall season, the retail was great, and then February, March was tight. So we were having this meeting, um, and one of the ideas was to, to sell things we didn't have and then put pressure on the manufacturer to give us those things or they would get a bad name because we had sold a bunch of the things that we didn't have. Anyway, it was a, it was a genius idea that wasn't right, <laughs> not ethical. And so <clears throat> we're presented with that um, and my brother and I went out of the meeting and said to each other, I, okay, my brother's older than I am and smarter than I am. So I said to my brother, does that smell? And he gave me the, duh. <laughs> what, what, what rock did you crawl out from under? Of course it does. Um, and we talked about, so what do we do? What do we do? In that situation, um, my best friend, okay, what do we do with that? And so we went and had a conversation. And, and here's how it went. It went, oh, I see. Observation. Here, here's what I heard in that meeting. Here's what I observed. And this, this is the idea that I think you presented. Is that, is that true? This is how I think it sounds. Let me interpret it. I think you were saying, da, 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 da. is that right? Do I have that right? I don't want to interpret it incorrectly. Okay, so what I observed is true. <laughs> How I interpreted it is correct. Let's have a conversation because I don't feel right doing that. And three of us went to him. And said, we, we just don't feel right doing that. Now, confrontation doesn't always go swimmingly. And his response was, fine, I'll do it myself. But, biblically, I think we had done what we should have done. And we said, okay. Um, <clears throat> so, Gently confront. Observation, interpretation, conversation. Here, here, are some of those, uh, here are some of those confrontational tips. You know, and let me just say this. The, the depth of relationship and the depth of spiritual maturity have a direct impact on how these conversations go. 
So if, if it is my wife, the conversation has a chance to go so much better than if it is my carnal friend that I play basketball with. Um, you know, so you think that depth of relationship, depth of spiritual maturity are variables in something like this that, that are hugely important. But um, controver- uh, So having, having a conversation like this, what, number one, plan your words. Plan your words. Don't be reckless. Have a plan. Remember, delivery trumps content every time. Plan your words. Number two, talk in person. This is not a text. This is not an email. This is a face-to-face. Hey, can we talk? Conversation. Number three, remember, there may be facts that you're missing. I need to go with humility. We need to go with humility and recognize that, please, share more, help me understand. This is what I think you said, help me understand. And allow them to have a conversation. Go with humility. Make sure you listen carefully. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. Be a good listener. Choose the time and place carefully. It, it should not be after an emotionally heated argument that you have this conversation. In fact, Nicole waited, I don't even know, months, I guess. I don't know how long she was wearing her locket backwards, but um, I felt really bad. I was like, oh, man. First of all, I had bought her the locket. It had a little heart, a little picture of us. It was, it was a lot of thought went into that. But then I felt like, ah, oh, it, it could have been like, I can't believe she was hurting that long. I didn't even know. It's awful of me. So it was a good life lesson. Um, be, be agreeable. I understand that. Oh, that, that must have been really hard, really difficult for you. Keep it simple. doesn't have to be four hours long. Observation, interpretation, conversation. Um, don't keep saying your point over and over again. Just, just have the talk. Dialogue, don't lecture. <clears throat> Remember the goal. The goal is not to be right. The goal is to please God. Rule number one. And then give them time. And this one, I think, is crucial. Because when we had that confrontation with, with our CEO, it was... Uh, he responded probably the way that I would have responded if the news had been immediate for me. Um, in fact, he responded the same way when I said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to do what you asked me to do. I can't do that. He said, uh, he said, all right, then I will find somebody who can. And I said, so are you firing me? And he said, yes, I am. I said, huh. That's a bummer. (laughs) And I walked outside. It was a 40-acre. We had 40 acres there in the the office, the building. And I walked outside, and I was like, come on, God, what? I I feel like I'm doing exactly what you would want me to do, and you're doing this to me? And I wrote a prayer. Actually, I still have it. I wrote a prayer um, to God saying, I don't get it. I'm studying to go in to be a pastor Supposedly you take care of people like me. You seem to be gone. Why are you leaving me now? I don't get it. Um, 
what is going on. Um, now, all my boss did is he needed time. He responded probably the way that somebody who's shocked and didn't know that was coming would respond, and he just fired me. I guess he's allowed to. Um, if I had given him time, I, I would have realized that. So he never stopped paying me. But he told me I didn't work there anymore. And for like six months, I just kept getting paychecks. <laughs> Is that the weirdest thing? And I always wanted to ask him, how long are you going to keep paying me? But I didn't want to stop it. So I was kind of so like, I better let a dead dog lie. You know, just, I'd just be happy. Um, and God did bless. And... Um, he ended up uh, giving me another part of the business to run, and he, God obviously knew what he was doing, and he obviously took care of me. Um, and he answered all the little requests I had in my letter that I wrote on a yellow legal pad um, after I got fired. But I, I think that last one, give them time, is crucial. <clears throat> Because sometimes we're shy, we're surprised by, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was acting that way. Oh, oh my word. Ugh. How long has it been going on? Ugh. I can't believe I've been squeezing the toothpaste from the middle for that long. I hope I can change. I mean, you just give it time. And I use that because I don't want to use real ones that hurt. And I said before, I have to ride home with my wife. Um, but we all know conflict and tension in our relationships. And God gives us instructions that we need to have some confrontation occasionally when there's sin. I deal with my own first, and I own all 100%. I remember that winning is not the goal. Pleasing God is. Do I want to make a point, or do I want to make a difference? Then I realize that I need to own my selfish desires inside me. I sometimes need to go and say, will you please forgive me? And own 100% of my wrong. But then there are times when I need to make a decision. Do I overlook this conflict? Or do I need to have a conversation of, of confrontation? If so, I better be careful that my words are not reckless. Because they pierce like a sword. I need to be patient, humble, and godly. So rule number four when you confront, confront with love and gentleness. <clears throat> this is the hardest one. But I believe that it's biblical. I believe that, I think when God gave us the Bible, he knew exactly <laughs> the issues we were going to be facing in this world and in our lives. He knew we would be in relationships and he knew there would be conflict, and he knew there would be tension. And he knew sometimes there would be sin in how we respond to each other. So he says, here's the plan. Make observations. Talk about interpretation, but sometimes confront in love, in humility, and in gentleness. Hard rule number four. Don't worry, Mother's Day's coming next, and there won't be a rule, so it'll be Maybe the rule is, treat your mother well. Um, it's not like this one, but let's pray. 
Father, I, uh, this is a tough one. And I, I know that we're, we all have relationships. Some of them are going amazingly well, but, but other times there's tension and there's conflict. And I ask that you would help us. Help us deal with that tension and conflict well, biblically, gently. Father, I, I, I pray that you would remind me that it is not about winning. It's not about winning the argument. It's not about trying to talk faster or think faster than the person you're having a conflict with, but it's, it's all about pleasing you. Please help us to be humble. Please help us to be gentle. I pray that we would represent you well because we don't want to disparage the name of Jesus in front of people. We love you very much, God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen.